everyone and welcome back to Portraits of Grief podcast. Your host Tiffany and Tara here today for another mini episode. Um, again, our podcast is an inclusion of both special guests sharing their stories, their grief journeys, and also uh, some smaller episodes talking about discussion points and things that we feel are relevant to grief. So on this episode, we're going to discuss change. Um and what that looks like after you go through a significant loss and someone you know um, who you loved has died. And um, with grief, there's just so many layers of change. And we've probably mentioned this on throughout sort of the podcast that we've done so far, but I don't think we've actually taken specific time, um, Tara, to really talk about different changes that happen after grief you know when when grief is going on and after um someone dies so do you have anything you want to start off with or I have some talking points too and we'll just kind of ramble organically I think what we do here yeah absolutely let's let's just riff with each other yeah when we talk about significant emotional loss with that it might sound extreme but I would think that there's always changes that we can expect after a loss. And so um, when we talk about the word change, many things change or maybe significant things change, or maybe even, you know, just a few things change. That being said, I don't think we can get through grief without experiencing changes. Absolutely. So that's like, so I think where we could start is just naming off things that change. Oh, yeah. I mean, first off the bat that came to my mind is is when I thought about what are we going to talk about this episode, just the holidays coming up and change and what that looks like. I mean, we're we're in the holiday season here, but with holidays or, you know, milestones or birthdays, there's always change centered around that. That's a big one. Um, you know, It could be like the change of what the holidays look like it changes how the holidays look or even how they feel. Yep. And many people have told me this season, I'm not putting up a Christmas tree. I don't feel like listening to Christmas music. Like they're saying they're making, they're um, very aware of controlling that change and saying they want it to be different or they don't want to celebrate. And that's a major change from, how they've handled the holidays in the past. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think this year in general, a lot of people are experiencing change around the holidays, either with, you know, not being able to gather with as many people or Mm -hmm. just physical loss. Um, On Friday, I was actually talking with my husband about it. We were just talking about how for us, even this Christmas is going to look different change of where we're going to have it and not being able to gather and all this stuff. And it's it prompted me to just think about how. Yeah, I mean, I know my holidays changed, you know, tremendously with um, the loss of my mother 10 years ago. And I really sort of had to become a chameleon for the holidays after that and adapt. And it's not easy recognizing change with loss because it's not just the holidays it's like your whole world changes everything if you've gone through a profound loss or maybe not even profound and really close but someone you know or um even if it's an icon or what have you there's always just change around that 
I think it applies ap- uh, to divorce and uh, breakups as well. You know, after a divorce, there's a lot of change with how the holidays are handled, whether it's, you know, the division of, you know, dad's house, mom's house, if there's kids involved or visiting your in-laws, like all of those uh, changes that come with um, divorce as well um, around the holidays. We really see that too. Yeah, absolutely. Divorce and breakups and, uh, you know, the holidays are supposed to be this joyful time, but when you're dealing with heavy change like this, it's hard, you know, it weighs heavily on people and it's, here's this time that's sort of, you know, stereotypically supposed to be joyful and happy and jolly. Um, but with that change, it, it really changes changes things around. I think I want to read from that website a little bit that I I just thought their points were so good. Hold on. I So I was doing a little research um, before this episode about change and change in grief specifically. And there was this one good source called griefincommon.com and they really broke down a lot of things about grief but change and they broke it down into three categories maybe we can you know riff on a few points here um but one is because I just thought it was so spot on when I read it I'm like yep that's exactly it but grief changes us for the now grief changes us forever and there there's some points with that um and then what is the third one here it's um knowing that those changes aren't all bad. And when I went through them, I thought, yep, 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 checking off every box, for instance. Well, how does grief change for us now? Um, it could be the day-to-day things as well, changes in sleep patterns or eating or overall energy. A lot of, I think, grievers might experience anxiety, you know, and just and all that um, day-to-day physicalness, yeah. physical health as well. I, I know I struggle with that a lot, um, just anxiety um, creeping up a lot and overall energy, maybe fatigue or feeling lethargic after like loss and grief. A lot of people feel physical. The pain of their grief is physical. So a lot of people experience nausea, Uh, have trouble eating, sleeping absolutely is difficult. So there's some uh, biological and physical, physiological uh, symptoms that come along with grief. And that's, that changes us in the here and now, like right almost immediately afterwards, uh, you know, and we talked about there's, there's changes that happen down the road uh, and and there's immediate change that is um, most often felt as what's described as heartbroken pain uh and that can affect our attention like mind body like and ADHD. soul mm-hmm. yeah we feel like we have adhd um our spirituality can be affected immediately angry with god you know or there's there's so many things that happen almost within seconds of um of a loss and i think yes the, those are all good and then one more to add to that is just being able to tolerate um, like someone else's problems that might change, you know, maybe you were able to once kind of be that person to take in everything. And now that's totally changed for you because you're going through grief, you know, <laughs> just not, that. I hear, I hear that we, I just talked about it today with someone about tolerance. We, our tolerance goes down to like zero. Uh, and i I hear people say, I, my baseline is empathetic. My baseline is understanding. Uh, yet now when I, I hear people, what to me sounds like complaining, I get really annoyed by them and I just have to remove myself, you know, because, you know, uh, 
I've had significant, I've had death in my family. My husband's deployed and I'm, you know, really struggling to, to keep my head above water. And my friends are complaining about, you know, the, the street sweeper left them a ticket because they didn't move their car, you know, or something like that. They're like, I just like, really? That's what you're upset about. Yeah. Uh, and like, normally I would be cool with that, but it's just this lowered tolerance. And, and you're right. I think that happens immediately and it can last for a while. If we, if we don't process our loss, talk about it, if we don't feel safe uh, with processing our loss, that lowering of tolerance can last um, for a, pretty good amount of time years years down the road yeah yeah I think it's important to try and and process the loss I think that's what a lot of people struggle with I'm sure you see it day in and day out you know in your field as well just dealing with that um I think when our tolerance increases that's an indication that we're we're getting better um and I don't mean getting better like we're moving past the loss but we're we feel heard and validated in how we're processing it and to me that's a good uh barometer or you know to see okay I mean my tolerance is increasing I must be I must be doing better yep doing a little better and just realizing maybe where that's coming from too right Um, right for, for, for validation yep Um, Just a few others here that I'll point out. Um, This one kind of stood out to me. Immediate change and feeling like an outcast with grief. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I know we've talked, I feel like we've talked a lot about feeling isolated, but I don't know if the word outcast has come up a lot. And I thought that was a good one because I think um, going through significant loss, it can make you feel like an outcast uh, depending on what you've lost and where you're at in your life and your season of life and just maybe feeling like an outcast from uh, peers around you, friends and family, colleagues. Um, yeah. Internal. Or, I'm sorry, what? I was just going to say in craving kind of a connection with someone who mm-hmm. isn't get, an outcast, you know, who can relate it. and say, yeah. I get it. I've been through that myself and you're not alone in feeling that way, you know? Yeah. the I had a, a dad the other day. He shared with me that he, they, they got the sudden their news of their son's sudden death. And he said, you like, you leave the whole, you know, the cop scene and, you know, all this, the police and everything like that. And he's like, you're walking down the sidewalk. And I noticed other people like living their lives. And he's like, it's really this strange feeling of like, my son was just pronounced dead and I am, the world is going on. And I don't belong in this world. It's wow. very uh, um, almost like an out of body experience. Um, and I and I hear that kind of an example uh, frequently. And yet, at the same time, every person I talk to identifies as heartbroken and feeling like they they have this like scarlet letter of like grief or on them and it's so internal yet so many people I meet are going through that, that in my mind, it looks like the world is going on, but they're grieving too, or maybe, I don't know. Like we're all going through something, but because we've been conditioned not to, to talk about it and to grieve alone or silently, it's like, we're these, we're kind of go around with these masks on and, uh, Anyway, that's another, I guess, extreme look at that. But, you know, in that acute example 
um, absolutely feeling like, wow, I, I have this going on and I'm going to walk down the sidewalk and other people have, will have no idea. You know, it's just very, uh, yeah. And feeling trippy. like an outcast, even though the person walking right beside you might know exactly what you're going exactly. through. Exactly. But because, yeah. like you said, we're conditioned not to really talk about these harder things we go through and, you know, put on a happy face a lot. It's, wow. I just see this picture, yeah, of like someone walking through a crowd, you know, walking through Manhattan as an outcast. And really, there's thousands of people around you who might know how you I feel. I think that too with uh, when we're given a diagnosis of our own health, right? Mm-hmm. Like someone someone might have just received news that they have a terminal cancer or that um, there's, you know, there's grief in there. People can be g- just given news and they walk out of the hospital or they, they're walking to their car and it's like that, that heaviness internally. Yeah, it's so surreal, you know, because other people are walking to their functioning cars. their everyday life and yep yeah yeah must feel it must feel very um isolating and like we said surreal and and uh we haven't used the word outcast but hearing that i think so many people can say yep i i have felt that way or i feel that way now yeah absolutely um another one of these uh changes for now that popped out stood out to me is a big one changes with family and friends as they react to the new you after loss Mm -hmm. even if those family and friends are also grieving everyone grieves in their own way so just um that change you know maybe you're not acting the same or and it's going to change you for a long time or maybe a short time but it's just we get older and we we meet new people we we have to make a decision do i give them the version of you know like the whole past but I know that they'll be awkward. So I'll just keep it to myself. But then am I not honoring my loved one by not sharing it? Uh, and then to, and then the people that do know you might have that look in their eyes, like that, oh, like that pity look, which someone who's grieving, you know, they want empathy, not yeah. pity, right? And they could very sensitive, their grievers are sensitive. We can, we can read someone is giving us that sad face and it's not genuine or if they're really with us in the grief and so you're right it, it changes um how we introduce ourselves to new people and it changes how we might put a mask on because we recognize that the people that are giving us the pity face are uncomfortable or they even want us to respond a certain way you know i had a, a wife her husband died and and she said that People are like, are you okay? And she's like, you know, today I'm okay. And they're like, oh, really? She's like, so then I'm like, should I give them more of a sad story? Because that's what they want to hear. She's like, it just, you feel like this, you're really sensitive to like the judgment and um, mm. pity of others. So yeah. again, layers of change, right? Yeah. yeah, it can be hard. I think it's a, like a little side note, but as a griever to always, Sometimes it can be draining to just feel all the sympathy, you know, you don't mm-hmm. want to deal with it. So it can be easier to just say, you know, I'm good today. I'm OK. Maybe you're really not. But it's just, yeah, hearing a lot of sympathy can be <laughs> hard sometimes. Side note, I know that sounds weird because it should be what you want after grieving. But yeah, I mean, other these other ones in the now just, yeah, I said feeling more anxious, fearful of the future, you know, wondering what's next or where to go from here. Do a lot of people... Um, in your, you know, world, day-to-day world come, your, uh, that you work with come to you with that, just feeling fearful about the future or? 
Actually, I hear this question a lot. People will say, what's next? What's next? You know, what's next for me? Am I supposed to pick up and move to another city? Am I, you know, what's next for me? A lot of people's identity could be wrapped up in someone who died, whether they were caretaking for them or they were a wife or a daughter. And so there's an identity change. And so there's a big question of what's next, whether it's an environmental change or like an identity change internally, externally, like there's that question of, hmm, now what? What's next? How do I? Yeah, the unknown. It's yeah, it's day-to-day changes too. It's like you might have to, you know, change the way you pay bills or change where you live. There's a lot of layers that, you know, depending on the relationship of of the person, um, you know, who passed away, but a lot of layers with that change as well. But I hope if you're listening and I here's me being positive, Tiffany, you know, that that you don't have so much fear. I have to say that because here I am just mentioning fearful and it's it can be scary and fearful. But I think with grief, if you just take it day, you know, one day at a time, if you need to or hour by hour, if you need to or whatever your case may be, um, slowly that change will be easier to adapt, you know. Right. And to take the pressure off ourselves that we have to have it all figured out. Like I have to know I'm, I'm scared of the future and I, and I don't know what that looks like. And to say, okay, let's, let's just get through the day. Let's like you said, let's get through the hour. We don't have to have it all figured out. um, Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. I think kind of human nature for a lot of people is, oh my gosh, what do I got to do? I have to figure it out. And it's like, just hold on, take a deep breath and, you know, one step at a time. Yeah. And figuring out, you know, that gives us a sense of control. Like when mm-hmm. we when we lose something significant, we feel a loss of control. So like, I, I don't blame people for, for wanting to to have it all figured out because that would feel good. That'd be nice. Right. Yeah. And to recognize it's hard. Uh, we want to have something that we could have tangibly, you know, have tangible control over because the, the rug just got swiped out from underneath us. Most grievers will forever feel that a part of them is missing and every day will have a void. That's definitely a forever change. Um, And it's kind of what we just said, but it's about just adapting and knowing that the grief, it doesn't, I, you know, I don't want to leave sadness and fear in people when I say it doesn't just go away if you're maybe experiencing grief um, for the first time, but it just, it does leave a void. I will say that you know, avoid that can't always be equally replaced. You sort of, you definitely learn how to know how to adapt, you know, to this new void and this new way of life. People, my, yeah, my thoughts on that, you know, people cannot be replaced. Pets cannot be replaced. Like every relationship is, is unique and, and there will be the, that, that person who is missing will continue to be missed. Right. And so like the word void that, that does make sense. And, and, you know, grief is a normal and natural reaction to a loss and to a transition. And so to, to have those moments of just like, wow, like, especially if we, if we're in the same house or we go to similar places, it's, it's more evident that uh, the person who used to exist in that space is no longer there. And, and again, that, you know, that doesn't go away. The emotions around it might shift 
Like mm-hmm. we might be able to say, oh, my my daughter was always loved this part of, you know, the holidays or whatever. And to say like, I, I miss her. That's, that's different than it, you know, it could, it could change over time. Like you'll still miss her. You'll still miss your loved one. Yet the emotions may not be as intense. Does that make sense? Like we're able to like fond memories, memories stay fond and um, don't immediately turn painful. That's when yeah. we're move through the grief. Yeah, definitely. I think as time goes on and what once felt like such a deep, painful void, it changes into, yeah, there's, there's still a part of that missing and there's still a void, but you might think of happy memories instead. You know, you might remember them in a new light, which definitely I think would represent healing. Yeah. You know? I think when we tell our story, when we tell our story and we're heard and we're validated and we're able to share our story, the emotion that the tears aren't right behind our eyes, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know if that makes any sense, but I, I feel like, you know, if anyone's listening and they're like, Oh, I don't know about that. I'm very tearful. I'd be curious if you are able to, to share your story in a safe place with someone who let you talk about your loved one, you feel heard, you feel validated. You're not dismissed or ashamed or stigmatized about your grief. You will get to a place where you're able to share the story and it's, it's not as raw. Um, Teresa, remember we interviewed her, um, a couple months ago, mm-hmm. she was talking about like her, the loss of her husband. That was a sudden tragic death while he was deployed. Uh, she has told that story, uh, often she speaks about him. She's very involved in the gold star, uh, family community. She had a recent loss that she was sharing. And she said she was more emotional about that loss. She's like, Oh my gosh, how am she, uh, I'm more emotional about this loss when I lost my husband. I, and I said, you've told that story. You've, you've been processing it. So the new loss was still pretty raw. Right. And so we can't compare the loss. It's more of like, did we process it and talk about it and in a way that um, we were heard. Yeah. And sometimes loss, it, it- it just takes longer to hit you or affect you, you know, especially if you're someone, well, we've kind of touched on that, but just staying busy and stuff. And then all of a sudden you're hit by it. So, yeah, that's like what Mark shared last time. That was so awesome. He was like, yeah, I, <laughs> I avoided it, stayed busy, went back to work. And then out of nowhere, he was like leveled for like two weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was so honest. I just love that. Not, I didn't, I don't love that he went through that, but I, I love that he shared that. Cause I think so many of us have had similar. I'm going through it now with my father. It's been hard. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> and I think, um, I mean, I, you know, I won't go too much into it because I want to, you know, keep this more general for folks. But yeah, when I first lost my father in July of 2019, it's, I remember saying, why am I not directly affected like I was when I lost my mother? And it just, I think I was so busy and a new mom. And now I've just recently within the past month or two, it's it's been more of a struggle. And I think I'm Mm. just in a different place than I was. And maybe more, I don't know, more time in my head, not a, I'm busy, but I have more of like a structure going on. I have no idea if all that affects it, but yeah, it kind of comes out of out of out of nowhere. I wish sometimes. we had a formula for you. Yeah, <laughs> it's just different. Yeah, family dynamics certainly are. Yeah, that's like forever. fundamental changes within family, and also how a griever may perceive the percept the fairness of life. Mm. That's deep, <laughs> right there. Well, you know, feeling like this isn't fair, feeling gosh yeah well that's what um again mark shared last time he said 
he now, if someone is sick, he goes to the hospital. Like he says, I, I have those, like that forever changed the way that he approaches end of life with loved ones is that he's like, I want to tell them what they meant to me and share that. He's like that my losses have forever changed the way that I, um, I don't hold stuff in. I, I share it. Yeah, absolutely. I share the impact. Yeah. Any more forever changes we can think of? I feel like those are the, the big ones. Just, you know, we, gosh, you know, I like, mean, I could sit here and probably write 10 more of them down, but you know, it's, it can change loss of, um, you know, our own perception of our own safety or cha- routines change. Uh, our, our understanding of our own mortality can mm. change, right? Like recognizing that we're, we are, we're only here, you know, um, for a limited amount of time. Yep. Um, like the way that you just see day-to-day life and not take the little things for granted and just I think another changing what you want out of life like changing maybe the person who's grieving let's just say they were working a job they really weren't happy with for a while and then they went through a profound loss it could that experience could change how you see life and what you want out of it you know yeah I've had a client her um her mom died and she said she just like had absolute clarity over the boyfriend she was with. And she was like, this is, what am I doing? Life is short. I'm with this knucklehead or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And they, but it changed even her um, requirements for what a, what dating or a, an intimate wow. relationship would look like. Yeah. Um, it, it could also change like, I'm. I'm going to get that certificate or I'm going to go back to college. Like I'm going to change the way that I, you know, when my, when my twin sister was uh, injured in Baghdad, it forever changed. Like, what am I doing with my career? I want to do things that, that help people. I was in marketing at the time. And, um, and I remember in those moments and, you know, that time helping her heal, I was like, I want to do this for a living. And that changed my career path in many ways. So for you, it was almost, I would use the word eye opening of what mm-hmm. you want to do, which is a positive mm-hmm. change, you know. Yeah. Eye opening so into or providing clarity. So even though the change around an, a loss is very hard, I mean, those are a few examples right there where it might bring someone a sense of clarity or just this eye opening aha epiphany of this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. And I'm only realizing that because life is short, you know. Many people find purpose through significant loss. Like think about, uh, the women, I can't, I don't know their names, but like they came up with mothers against drunk driving or, you know, there's, there's many organizations that are developed because they saw a significant need that wasn't met for them through their grief. And so then they develop organizations and, and, uh, causes yeah. or movements. Yeah. All the time. I mean, I think that's why so many nonprofits and organizations are founded. Mm-hmm. You know, it's founded through mm-hmm. people who may have experienced that or been connected to it and uh, want to create something for the greater good. Stay attached. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, you know, change doesn't have to be bad. Right. It could be or sad or, you know, it could be uh, it could be all the different emotions that come along with loss. It could be, you know, there could be peace that comes with it and uh, goodness and uh, empowerment. Mm-hmm. And and so it's just 
having clarity over these changes and, and, and saying, okay, there's, you know, there's been, there's a need for this because I went through this, you know, my, uh, my husband's, uh, step grandmother, (laughs) she, grandmother. uh, Yeah. It's a a stretch (laughs) here, but she, we noticed, um, a couple years ago, her husband died. So like the step grandfather died and a couple months uh, after his death, we noticed she was wearing lipstick and we're like, Oh, grandma, you're wearing lipstick. She's like, I've always liked lipstick. I just, you know, my husband didn't. So I, I didn't wear it. And so like, there's a, a little change in just, you know, getting to do something that she enjoyed doing, which was wearing lipstick. Aw. And my other grandma, she, she, she moved, uh, the furniture around. She's like, I never really liked the piece here. And I wanted the window open so I could see the birds and, you know, so like you could have sadness and then also have some changes that, that bring, uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And I feel like saying if people are listening and they're in like a deep, painful sadness part of your grief, sometimes just doing a simple change day to day like that can really help. You know, if you're looking at your living room and changing things around, maybe you want to change a picture around or what have you. It's those little things can really bring a little dose of joy. um, I think so during grief. Yeah. And it's a, just, like, I like how you said that it's a dose of joy. It doesn't yeah. mean we're saying, aren't you glad you got to move your furniture? Like we're not saying no, your grief goes away. It's just, yeah. there's moments like little doses of, of like, huh. Or change an environment. I mean, maybe you need maybe a, you know, two hour drive for a, a weekend getaway safely, you know, COVID-19, but um, that change can really help too. Like a change in environment sometimes or just scenery. Being, you know, involved. Uh, I have another, a uh, gentleman whose wife died and he said, you know, I, I'm craving friendships and, mm. and so he's like doing a lot of volunteer work and uh, it's cool. He's like, it's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm living in a, in a way I never had before and it's, it's different. And I wouldn't have done this if she hadn't died. I'm not wow. grateful she died, but I wouldn't have done it. It's, it's this dichotomy of like, yeah, I'm here because of this. Uh, but I, yeah, I don't want to use the word silver lining because it's, you know, no, but yeah, it's like not the right either. word, but it's, I know yeah. what you're getting at. It's yeah. like the good that comes from this, you know, a tragic situation. Mm-hmm. Or, I, I, I remember we- um, it just sparked this memory about change, but I, I think I've shared this before for, for two or three years, for about three years, I worked with a nonprofit called Our House Grief Support when I was living in Los Angeles. It's a, um, you know, they, it's all about grief support groups and what have you. But one of the women in there, her daughter was in the group that I was teaching and leading. And she actually, um, the woman lost her husband, but through this organization and whatnot and going and bringing her daughter every week in the group where the kids were, she actually met her now new spouse. So that was a change. And I remember her talking about that at an event we had, and she was just saying, talking about change and how that brought her that. (laughs) So you never know. You know? Yeah. And again, it's like, I'm not glad it happened yet. I like where I am today. Yes. Yeah. So it's this weird, unconventional gratitude. Yeah. yeah. There's gratitude and among the, in spite of the grief, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to put words around it now that we're saying it out loud. Uh, so maybe yeah, other it's like, I want to be careful of how I word that, but I think if you know, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, exactly. if you know, you know, I guess, to wrap to wrap up 
the subject of of change is that change by itself is a can be a loss and and you could have the the grief feelings which are the conflicting feelings um, by an end of change or a familiar pattern so there's change after loss and change alone is loss so in in looking at the changes that occur to also give yourself permission and grace that some can be positive and some could be difficult and challenging mm-hmm. and to recognize that if you are feeling additional like grieving emotions with the additional changes mm-hmm. it means that you're human because you're going through additional grief events. events right like it's so you know you you have a loss routines change family dynamics change possibly there's a move their family you know there there's all these other collateral losses and changes and and you're like gosh why am i feeling funky well you've just had a whole lot of loss right and so i think uh changes are need to be talked about in a a way that we say like i'm you know i think if we use the word change versus a grief event it feels different because change seems like oh we're pivoting we can you know we could move through it and there, i think it's more uh there's not as enough permission to have the conflicting emotions of grief when we label it with change although it could be helpful to say these are changes okay i can roll with this so whatever resonates in a way that you're like okay i i'm going through changes it makes sense um and i'm allowed to have these conflicting emotions that come along with it and i think just when you're going through change i feel like i use the word grace a lot but i just i tell myself whisper this to myself like give yourself grace things don't happen overnight you know uh rome wasn't built in a day Yes. In the words of my late father, he would tell me that Tiffany, Rome wasn't built in a day, you know, just one piece at a time, one step at a time. And I think that um, with grief and loss, a lot of change happens, you know, whether it be you just lost someone and now you have to yeah, change your job, move to a new city. Um, you're about to have a baby, whatever it is. Um, there's so much change. And so just remember to give yourself some grace, some extra love, you know, and and um. Do what you need to do to take care of yourself through the healing process, you know, because sometimes people will be there for you and sometimes they won't. But that's where just the self-care and the self-love comes into with change. Yeah. And find that, again, we're lucky if we can count on one hand the amount of people in our lives who are truly supportive and without judgment, without analyzing us, they're there to to give us a sounding board or to validate uh, those feelings that we have around changes. Mm -hmm. And so to really focus on those people in your life and lean on them throughout this period of change. And have patience. I'm telling this to myself as well, (laughs) but patience (laughs) and change can go hand in hand sometimes because yeah, Lord knows I'm impatient (laughs) at times. (laughs) Well, I think that about wraps it up for this episode um, about change And to our listeners, you know, we're always open to hearing from you. If there's something that you want us to discuss or talk about, definitely send us a note, an email and, you know, direct message. And we'll um, we'll take it into into our thoughts to talk about that. And anything you want to close with? Hmm. I, I, I like what you said about, you know, giving ourselves grace 
you know, mm-hmm. we're, um, if, if you're listening, you might feel like you don't have a, a safe place or, you know, you're upset about how you're feeling and you think there's something wrong with you or that you're broken and, you know, listening, wanting to process your grief says what's right about you. It means you're recognizing that you're human and, and we need, um, a safe place to be validated. So give yourself grace and the, the changes will happen. It's not if it's when yep. they, they will occur and, and it's, um, it's okay. Yes. Just give yourself grace wherever you're at in your grief journey and the many different changes that come along with it. Um, to our listeners, thank you again for tuning in and just being a part of our growing community here and, um, grassroots, uh, platform and podcast that um, we're passionate about uh, continuing to build. Again, you can follow us along on Instagram. Keep in touch with us at portraits underscore of underscore grief. Or if you ever want to shoot us an email or want to share your story or let us know what you want us to discuss or just say hello. You can also email us again at portraits of grief podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you guys soon. Take care and happy holidays. The music in this episode is courtesy of Zapslat. <laughs>